This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Let's read again Ephesians chapter 4 verse 27. That we've been reading over by now. You should know that scripture and it should be born in your heart. Alright? Very short and direct. Neither give place to the devil. You know, we started, we were talking about this last Wednesday, right? And then on Sunday, neither give place to the devil. It means that Satan can only occupy the space that you give him. Hallelujah. The subject of overcoming the forces of darkness that I've been talking about is so deep and so broad, but there are keys to understanding this topic. It's going to get very serious on Sunday because under overcoming the forces of darkness, we'll be talking on Sunday about um, taking authority over the powers of darkness. Hallelujah. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. So remember, we started by talking about the origins of demons and Satan according to the Bible. There are speculations around, but our guide should be the word of God. So we started by looking at that Praise the Lord. And then we moved. And then we moved to several other things. And um, <laughs> amen. So I'm sorry, we are really going to talk about the weapons of our warfare. But let's start from this place. That the Bible says, neither give place to the devil. And I've been emphasizing this because we must understand this in dealing with spiritual stuff. That the devil occupies the space that you give to him. And that it does not have power over any Christian except the Christian gives that the devil that opportunity. Now, one of the things we'll be talking about on Sunday, the best thing that you or, or the most important thing that you need to know about the spiritual warfare, about satanic attacks. When we talk about warfare, some shout, some cause demons. <laughs> I saw a place where you know people stood. It, it's painful because. When you are not built on God's righteousness, you will go about seeking for your own righteousness. Which means that when you don't accept the wisdom of the Bible on any subject matter, you'll go look for your own ways of doing things. So they brought brooms and they said, we whip the devil. We whip the devil on the floor. And I was looking at that. Hey, the devil will be behind them smiling. Now look at these fools. You, 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 you cannot just... You know, in Africa, they think about something and they think they hope that it works. Once it is not the word of God, it will not work against the devil. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. What I want to shock everybody with on Sunday is that we are not called to fight the devil. Jesus already fought and defeated him. Are you following me? So, one of the ways... I'll go back to today a little, but just, you know, that's what I've been doing. I've been giving you, you know, a little of what we shall be talking about the next time. One of the ways of looking at this critically is to look at it this way. When the Bible says, give no place to the devil, it means you are in a position either to give place to him or not. Is that right? Yes, God will not ask you to do what you cannot do. So that means I have the ability to give Satan space in my life or not to give him. So, in other words, the subject of spiritual uh, battle warfare 
overcoming the forces of darkness is so simple that it's like Jesus came to drive the devil out of a building. And that building is yours. It's you. We'll talk about that in a while. He came to drive the devil out of a building and he says to you, let not Satan come in again. And then the word of God shows us windows and doors that you need to block so that it does not come in. So really, and this is what we are going on Sunday, real warfare is not about overcoming Satan. It's about refusing to allow Satan to come into your life. Did you get that? And we are going to look at why of all the spiritual uh, weapons that we have, only one is offensive. So when people come together and they are saying that we, we attack the devil, we shoot to Satan, Satan, this one, that one, he has given them job, effort and futility. And this work, this works with kind of men. When you are told that three days dry to deal with a particular demon and then you come on that day of the prayer and you engage the demon in fight. You are fighting somebody you couldn't afford, you couldn't have been able to overcome because the only one that could overcome him came and he did the job. And Jesus did an excellent job. All he has told you to do is to stand in the liberty. That means the liberty has been given to you, but there is a possibility of the enemy tricking you and collecting it from you. Actually, it does not collect it. With it, he afflicts you even though you had that victory in your hand. So that's why the Bible says that we are not ignorant of his devices. He said, let's take Satan take advantage of us. Remember? Can you remember? Yes, yes, sir. Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. He's an opportunist. So the Bible says, if you are ignorant of his uh, tactics, he will take advantage of you and you will think he is powerful. So I decided on Sunday, you remember, to look at uh, all these uh, how different ways that people open door and we identify rebellion, envy, and all those things. Then we also look at some spiritual things. Incisions being made on people. We talked about people believing in dreams that are sent by the devil and that the living does not talk to the dead. We established all that on Sunday. And then we're able to talk about the fact that also the gift of word of knowledge is also very, very similar to a soothsayer. And that if you are not working by the sound of the Spirit, somebody will give you a word. The accuracy of the information given to you does not determine the source it's coming from. So we look at Acts chapter 16. When that girl was possessed, said, these are the servants of God. Who are, she was right, but it was the devil talking. Because all over Africa now, there are prophets. Oh, 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 oh God. You know, every time I share, between Sunday and now, you know how many people have sent me a message? Of being told to come home, there's one prayer praying for any time you are told. Jesus said, When you are told that come here home, say Christ is neither there, Christ is in you. When somebody begins to say that, Oh, you, you three years after graduation, no job, come, come, come. There's a man will take you to you are about to step into error. The way the devil gets people is to make you lose confidence in your prayer. The greater one lives inside you, yet you are looking for help around, you are already lost. Somebody is married three years, no child. The mother is bringing one water from a prophet who has prayed. And when, even if the prophet is a genuine man of God, he will rob you of your faith. Your faith will go down. Are you following me? And this is an increasing, an increasing in these last days. And saints of God are being caught in these things. Some cannot sit down on a chair without binding and losing. How long shall you be in bondage? 
But there's something that's called the glorious liberty of the sons of God. Are you following me? And these things are multiplying. One of the things, please, again, I want to beg you. And I, I, I will talk briefly before we go to communion about what I was saying today. But before that, I want to beg you. Tell everybody you know, relatives and colleagues at work, they need to be around on Sunday. Both first and second, at end of the two, they should come around. It will be explosive on Sunday. One of the things that we'll get to is to let you know. Um, <laughs> see, a while ago, somebody spoke to me. When he said that, oh, my sister called and he said, I should go and see this man of God somewhere in Abia or wherever, I can't remember which state. And he said that he's going to pray. And then she called the man on phone and the man said, I see you have to send some money and then we we'll begin from there. And I told this lady something. I wish the knowledge of the truth will come into you. When you stand before a person like that, he said, because he told the sister that if your sister does not come, this and this will happen. I'm going to teach you on Sunday. When you hear words like that, don't keep quiet. Respond back. I will not come. And so and so will not happen to me. That is the meaning of every tongue that rises up against you in judgment. Thou shalt condemn. If you don't, that is a declaration over you. It will start happening. This is how people are brought into bondage of so-called dirty prophets ruling over their life and cheating them of their inheritance in Christ. Ah! You have two sisters. I've told you, any soothsayer can know things about you. Tell your sister to come and see me. Oh, that way there's trouble, there's trouble. And they call you, sister, they say you should come. If you don't come, there's trouble. If you don't respond from your spirit, I am not coming. There is no trouble. Because it is written, in my path there is peace. That shuts that evil prophecy. Otherwise, we have, if we have time, I don't know whether this, we, 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 we will go into serious warfare on Sunday, which is just on basically on two things. Your thoughts and your words. I'm going to show you. All this whole idea of warfare, all these antics of the devil, it's about what you think and what you say. I'm going to look at it. We look at Daniel and the angel that God trapped in heaven. We look at Revelation chapter 12 and we look at all that to show you that these are the things we are talking about. Are you following me? This is why where there is fear, there is a devil. Where there is doubt and anxiety. I'm now 36, I'm not married. Ah. Once the doubt start coming up, somebody shows up. Ah, you, you think, ah, ah. You are confessing, you are fine. Is this a matter of confession? And they start saying, you better, you better. Let me take you to those who can pray. And then, let me take you. Nobody used that expression in the New Testament or the Bible. Because every saint could pray. Once you let this fear come, you are going to take a wrong decision. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you following me? Glory to God. I gave you an example <laughs> on Sunday, and I can give you several examples. This is why your personal fellowship with God is important. See, don't miss Sunday. We are going to look at how exactly do we overcome these forces. Jesus did the job for us. So what is our own job? Remember, the Bible says resist the devil. What will happen? What's the idea of resisting? You have to be in a position of power to resist. Is that right? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you use the word, they resisted me from coming in. That means people you are talking about must be inside. And they have a sort of control over the gates. So they stopped you from coming in. When the Bible says resist the devil, the Bible is saying that there is a land God has given you. 
he has given you liberty. Don't let him encroach on you. So resist him. And he will flee. And that's why we look at on Sunday. But I want to, for tonight, I just want to explain something that will help us prepare and get something. Are you ready? Remember some of the doors we looked at? We looked at fear. We looked at doubt. You remember? We look at bringing in occultic materials close to yourself. We even look at food offered to idol. Look at the two sides of the coin that Apostle Paul gave. And then you remember that I stopped on Sunday explaining that in some cases, the life of God, the anointing of God at work in you, will bind any possessed person or anybody with a wrong spirit or preaching in their life. When they come to your domain, let's say your house or your office, the spirit cannot operate through them, so they go. It happened to Pastor Moni and Pastor David that there was a maid they brought in, and after several months, she told them that they are going to, I have to leave you because my people are going to kill me. The operation I was sent to do, I cannot do. They were not even aware. Not that they started binding her. She told them, they led her to cry, told her things, but she left. She told them that, see this one. Their kids were left with her, but she couldn't harm them. We give too much attention and not, oh God. Redemption is sweet. Are you getting what I'm saying? They didn't know, they didn't suspect her. They were just having a good time, worshipping God, having a good time in the house. And all the six months she was there, she was, she was trapped. But I also said on Sunday, there are some cases also where somebody can come into your life and everything will not die. So we read 1 Corinthians 10 and 1 Corinthians chapter 8. If we're not here on Sunday, go and get the message. I'll stop the recap here. Is someone, someone blessed? There's a way you can hire somebody and everything with an upside. It is true. This is why the place of the Holy Spirit love of a Christian is very important. The Spirit of God can tell you to fire some people because if they don't go, nothing good will happen where you are. The Spirit of God can tell a Christian to relocate. If you don't leave, nothing good will happen where you are. At the same time, in some other cases, you are there. They are the ones who will run away. The difference, Holy Spirit and His leading. But uh, maybe we'll look a little bit, a little more. Are, are you following me? Yes, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Everybody say it again. Say, give no place to the devil. One of the major ways of giving a space to the devil also is when you allow your flesh to overcome you. When you operate carnally, when you operate in the flesh, then you are going to have a big problem. Now, man is a spirit. It is not a cliche. It is in the Bible. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 22. Let's read something there. Or verse 23. Man is a spirit. Man is a spirit. You are not your body. Okay. And the God of peace sanctify you wholly. I pray God that your own... What's the first word there? Everybody, please, chorus. Let, let me hear. Let me say it, say it together. What's the next word there? And what? Be what? At the beginning of your Christian experience, you must understand that you are a spirit. That's why your body can lie on the bed you are sleeping and activities will go on in the dream world. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. That is why somebody can be on a mountain in the dream world and they shoot him. He wakes up on his bed and there's a swelling. There's a swelling on, on the bed. 
but the shooting did not take place. Man is a spirit. Your body is not you. Your body is your house. And that person that said something very powerful about this, Apostle Paul did. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. Let's read. Are you following me? We need to establish this because we must know this as a Christian. Everybody as a Christian is a spirit being. You only live in a body and you have a soul. Alright? Look at what Paul said here. This is the language of a spiritual man who understands that you are not your body. Can you imagine? Look at the terms being used here. I keep my body and I bring it to subjection. Paul is using the body as in my car. He didn't say I keep myself. Are, are you following this? Yes, sir. He said, uh, 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 to a nephew, this will sound strange. I keep my body. That means my body belongs to me, but my body is not me. I, I am different from my body. Just like you are different from your car. You are different from your shirt. So he said, I put my shirt in the wardrobe. I left my cup in the kitchen. Paul said, I keep my body. And he gave the reason. Under subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. So the body can be a gateway, can be where Satan can operate through if you don't put your body under the influence of your spirit. Between your body and your spirit, you have your soul. Your soul will follow your body or your spirit. Depending on who is wielding the greatest power. So when a Christian man is alone with a lady that is not his wife, the body is tempted. So Jesus said it this way, the body is weak, but he said the flesh is, he said the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Because the flesh will always go the opposite of the spirit. So in Galatians chapter 5, the Bible said the flesh lusted against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. Anytime there is a temptation, it only appeals to your flesh. Your spirit keeps shouting no. If your soul goes with your spirit, your body will overcome the temptation. If your soul goes with your body, the temptation will overcome you. Are you following me? Did you get what I've just said now? It's impossible for any Christian to do something wrong without a battle between your soul and your spirit. Inside your spirit, there's no pollution, there's no corruption, there's no loss, there's nothing. Your spirit is born again in Christ, and so it's a sanctified spirit that is in you. But you have a soul to deal with that has accumulated the ways of this world for 25 years, or however old you are, 30 years, 40 years, for all those years. So the battle is real. So if your flesh... It's not under the influence of your spirit. Satan will come in through the flesh. Are you following me? One of our brothers in the Bible that understood this very well, the gravity of this thing. If we get to the nitty gritty of it, this afternoon I was listening to Kenneth again and he kept shouting that we need to teach sanctification again in the church. If I start tonight, we will not end. I feel sorry for believers who are sacrificing, wasting time, wasting precious time, dancing with the devil, committing sin, especially sexual sin. One of the days when I talk about sex, we are going to look at why, special, why sexual sin is in another class of its own and how the devastating effect of this thing. 
And brethren, it's killing our generation. There'll be too many people singing the job, play equipment, who do wonderful things, but don't talk to them about sex. Once a lady comes to see, they must have it. I feel so sorry for you. It doesn't end there. You are just starting something you can never complete. We are going to look at it. After Balaam tried the first time to curse the people and it wouldn't work, he changed location on the mountain. He wanted to curse. God turned it to say, I shall see him. But <laughs> he began to bless Israel. Then he tried the third position. The people were on the valley. They did not even know that their destinies were being negotiated on top of the mountain. It's a, it's a lovely thing to walk with the Lord. They were not binding Balaam. Oh, what you want to say? I turn it. I turn it. I turn it. They didn't say that. One of the best things you can do for yourself is to pay attention to your work with God. When it is right, it will take care of things you don't need to bother yourself about. <laughs> oh, some saints are working authority. <laughs> One of the old saints sat on his bed. I think they just went to do crusade somewhere. And in the night, they were calling his name. You know, in Yoruba tradition, when they call you three times, they thought that when you say yes, then the person will die. When they called his name, he had it in his room. That they were calling him somewhere one shrine. When they called him the third time, he had a choice not to answer. He woke up. He said, but let me show the superiority of our covenant. He answered, he said, yes, and they all died. Greater is he that is in us than the one that is in the world. But there must be a walk with the Father. Not playing games. Are you following me? So the people were not even aware. Can you imagine Israel were eating bread, manna, enjoying themselves? Balaam looked at them and he wanted to curse. As he wanted to God turned into blessing. Ah, he told them, he said, the signal is not clear here. <laughs> so he told Balak, he said, show me another mountain. Let's look at it from another angle. And the angel must have been like, wherever angle you look at, the Bible says, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people. That go from any angle, you cannot assess them. And I'm going to show you on something that the edge around you is in your world. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. So he tried angle two. He said, Balaam, the son of Boaz said, a man whose eyes God has opened, who sees the vision of God without aid. He said, and he wanted to, that was the beginning of his incantation. And then when he wanted to speak, God turned into blessing. Ah, he said, he said, how lovely are your dwelling place, Jacob. He said, I see the people like lions. He said, they lie down. Who will disturb them? <laughs> and Balak was like, I said, you should cause people, you are blessing them. The third one was the most terrible. He looked at Jacob again. Ah, he said, I see his own like that of a unicorn. He said, let me die like him. <laughs> and Balaam said, I thought to promote you. He said, but your God has kept you from the promotion. But here's the point. The story didn't end there. Balaam, being a prophet and a man of experience, when he saw that the edge would not be broken, he told Balak, he said, what do Yoruba will say? I, some of the Asian Yoruba films, I love the way they say, they will say that, I don't know, it's sweeter in Yoruba. That when you cannot put a load up and you cannot put it down, there is a place to put it. I don't know that place. But it's like you're the back, come on, whatever they say. <laughs> because I wonder if you can put something down, you can put it up. Where do you put it? But they say, so Balaam said, You see, when you see a situation like this, there is still what we can do. 
It said you are taking for granted that they are surrounded. If we cannot come from outside, let's destroy them from inside. And that has been the tactics of Satan ever since. Your marriage will overcome anything on earth except you split from within. A ship will survive any storm except water is inside the ship. A ship does not have a problem the water around it. It thrives on water. It is when the water is inside. So Satan taught, Balaam taught Balak. He said, I can't curse them, but I can tell you what to do. Introduce your girls to them. By themselves, they will self-destruct. And that was what happened. In, in one day, 23,000 people died. Who could not be caused from the mountain because of sex? When we talk about sex, we look at this. That's why the Bible says in Galatians chapter 5, let's start from verse 17. Are you following me? For the flesh looks against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary one to another, so that you cannot do the things that you would. He said, then I tell you, go on, walk in the spirit. Go on. Next verse, please. Verse 18. Thank you. If you are led by the spirit, you are not on the love. Verse 19. Going down, we keep reading. Verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are, what is the first word? What's the second one? What's the third one? What's the fourth one? Next one. Witchcraft, hatred. That witchcraft there is equal to rebellion. Various, variance, emulations, rod stripes, seditions, heresies. Envies, murders, drunkenness. Those who get drunk. <laughs> of which I tell you before, as I have told you in the time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. This same time is so funny that we have all over the body of Christ now teachings that are saying that there's nothing wrong with sex. A Christian cannot commit a sin and all those things. The devil means business in these last days. All right? I understand the message of grace, but there's extreme teaching on grace that has turned to something else. Are you following what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. So this happened. Terrible. So Israel opened the door for the enemy. I want to say this to everybody. I don't know. I believe I'm being led by the Spirit of God to say this right now. Paul said that if I seek to please men, I will not be a servant of God. In our generation, too many people want to please people around them. You want to get married. They are saying it is tradition. And they want to give you a particular cola nut. What are you afraid of? When we got born again in second so they told us to leave the house. When will you suffer for Jesus? That you want to bow your head and listen. Your conscience tells you this is wrong, but you are afraid of your parents. That's why in some Christian marriage they serve a call. Fear. You can't take a stand because you are afraid. Whatever you know that is wrong, you allow because you are afraid. Afraid of what? Those who can kill the flesh and have nothing to do again. Are you following me? Do you know how many ladies have told me dating somebody, a Christian, no complaining, complaining, you see, we can have said blah blah blah. See the way you have, you know, let that boy go. This is important 
that you don't bury your convictions because of fear of men. What can men do to you? Hallelujah. You are 30 and you are still afraid. Afraid. Oh, are you following me? Praise the Lord. Do you know how many Christians have met that their grandparents are still bringing charms to? Bringing things in the house. And they cannot, they are married. You are a slave forever. You are 35, you are married. You can't still say no in your own house. When will you stand for the Lord? This is why Christians get to public spaces and they misbehave, still more like every other person. We don't train ourselves to learn to stand. At times you have to say, if I perish, I perish. Are you following me? Too many people are bound by fear of men. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Are you following me? So these works of the flesh, you can, if you allow them, then you can open the way, can open the door. You can. Hallelujah. If one of them is your life, then there is a window broken down that you need to face quickly, otherwise the enemy will come in through it. It can be greed, envy, jealousy, anger. That brother Moses eventually. Yeah. Satan, King Saul, when David was just a small boy, the entire army of Israel could not get one man. The day was in the cave. He was in the cave two times. The, the one they called Saul's cat because the cave was dark. They did not know it was inside. The second was more terrible. There was a day, if you check his story, the chronicles, the, Exodus, the stories of David, you will find out that there was a particular time he was stranded on the rock and Saul was coming. That time he gave up already. As Saul was about to get to where he was, they called from town that there was battle at home. God is always on your side. So he went back. They... An entire army of a nation couldn't catch a boy and 200 guys. That's how it became 400. That's how it became 600. An entire nation of over 300,000 soldiers could not catch 600 guys. And they couldn't catch them. But David opened the door one day through adultery. And the family suffered like no man's business. The second born Absalom stabbed his own brother to death. The enemy had been waiting. I'm going to show you on Sunday what the Bible says. He that breaketh and air, the serpent shall bite. What is the meaning? And how do you break the edge? So the serpent is always at the outside the edge. If the edge is not broken, it cannot bite you. In one day, his own son chased him out of town. All else, everything worked against David because of one particular day that he saw a naked girl, naked him, taking a bath, and he couldn't take his face off. Just that one thing. That one thing. Hallelujah. In his mercy, God preserved him eventually. But look at the havoc that entered the family. Because of what he did. Ammon had seen this. It's amazing. When the door is open, our Satan will quickly exploit it and use it well. She be the same Ammon and his sister Tamar had been living in the same house for years. He was not lost him for his sister until their father broke the edge. Amon just woke up one day. None of the girls in town enticed him anymore except his own half-sister until he raped her. And when he finished, 
she became ugly and he kicked her. Many times, when people, I'm not saying all that, and I'm not saying this, I'm just saying that from some of the observations I've seen, once people say they want to, when the guy is saying that I want to break her, I start of the lady, I can be blunt at her. I usually ask a direct question. Have you had sex with her? Christian Brown says that. The answer is, yeah, that's why you want to break up. You have eaten the fruit. And now you want to throw away. It's like that. Almost every now and then. Once I, today, they are buying chicken for each other. I love you, I love you and everything. And then it comes tomorrow. And there's nothing serious. It's not that the family just want to break up. I usually go straight. I tell the lady, I will ask, has he gotten there? Yes. <laughs> you see? And that's why he's going to look for the next prey. <laughs> I'm not saying that goes away, but that's what I have observed most. Once I ask that question, say, see, that, that's it. That, that, that's, uh, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Is someone blessed tonight? Hallelujah. Just that one thing, David lost it. So that's what the Paul said. So Paul saw it and he said, I bring my body under her. He said, it's possible that after preaching to men, I'll be a castaway. That was why I was talking to one of our grace brothers. I said, Paul, since Paul is your mentor, because Jesus Christ is not their mentor, Paul is their mentor. They said, Jesus lived in the Old Testament. It's Paul that God's Paul. I said, even your Paul said, after I preach to men, I can be a castaway. Then the guy didn't know what to say again. Many of them don't know Jack in the Bible. They read someone's book. There is a guy that they follow his book and his write up and they come out and start divulging nonsense. So I said, Didn't you read that Apostle Paul said, Flee fornication? His eyes popped out. He never saw that. Mentor in grace. Your mentor said, Flee fornication. You are saying that there's nothing wrong with it. You must know what your mentor does not, didn't know when he was alive. Common sense. Are you following me? It's a message from hell. I say without apology. Hallelujah. Are you following me? But the bottom line which I've been stressing that the body of Christ must go back to Bible study. So many Christians don't know the word of God. Yeah. See, they are doing their own on one side. The older people, church also, many churches are doing their own on the other side also. Too many people. All people want to hear somebody that will stand up and say, you are blessed. Amen, amen, amen. And then, you know, this, 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 this is, this is, it can, it can bite you within. I'll just tell you that Mola this afternoon. I, I was praying earlier in the afternoon and I just opened uh, my Facebook and I just saw a pastor ask everybody to come with a bottle of Coke and Fanta, anointing for sweetness, and he was pouring it on their head. Everybody lined up and they were coming to his world. You know, you, you, you feel like, hush. <laughs> you see, when I'm, in the, when I'm at the airport, or many times when I'm not in the country, at times, even though I've decided that, Lord, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, sometimes it's a little hard to say you're a pastor. When you say that, the way people look at it, I see you are going to ask for their tithes next. You know, they suspect people are so, oh God. And you can't, you can't read Facebook and not see one person doing one silly thing or the other in the name of ministry. I thought it was a joke until I watched the video of the one asking the members to eat grass. What? Where, where are all these things? And you know, when Esu the Baba eats Nigeria, these things were not there. Until people became Bible illiterate. That's why all these things are happening. A man that knows the word of God just like this is nonsense. 
Satan can duplicate signs and wonder, but he cannot duplicate, duplicate accurate teachings of the word. That's the truth. I thought it was a joke. They all line up the old church. So when you get to this one, you give him the bottle, the two bottles, Fanta and Coke. Sweetness in your life and you will pour it. I mean, I like Coke. <laughs> I will start pouring my own in my mouth. <laughs> it's pathetic. Hallelujah. Are you, are you with me? <laughs> glory, glory to God. Hallelujah. I seen one that somebody brought cutlass. I asked everybody to bring cutlass to church. They were going to match it, the devil and their enemies. Some of these things, I tell you, when people, I'll be like, ah, no, don't go to it. They say, Pastor, I will send the video to you. And I saw the entire church. Some of the matches was, you know, at this one, they hate their enemies. The match against. Oh dear Lord Jesus, have mercy on your church. It's, 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 it's pathetic. I don't mention, I won't mention anybody or attack anybody, but it just, some of these practices are just very painful. I, I, I'm not against those who are teaching it. They are already into error. And some of them are not pastors. They are native daughters wearing suit and tie. But what pains me are why are people this gullible? You get to a point, you begin to worship your problem. Because you don't have something. You are ready to go anywhere where they tell you they are anointed and you are there. You look at the man. Everything is doing contradicts the word of God and you are there. And it is painful. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> are, you, are you with me? Yes, sir. Is someone blessed tonight? Yes, sir. So give no place to the devil. So they will walk in the spirit and do not fulfill the loss of the flesh. You are not the only one. Everybody gets tempted. But the, when you keep yielding, you allow the enemy. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Yeah. So you can keep him out. You can keep him out. Walk in love always. Anger can bring him in. So apart from spiritual things that I mentioned, some of the things people eat, some of the things people do. I will show you one more scripture before we go, and I just want to say this has to do with that's first, that should be first Timothy chapter 5, verse 22. First Timothy 5 22. This is what will lead to what we are talking about on Sunday. This is where it has become necessary right now that you guide very carefully where you go to. We will explode, we will go fully into that on Sunday. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. So don't let any word pass by you. Learn to reject words. Jesus did. Everything Satan said, Jesus answered back. It is written. I will show you get there on Sunday to let you know that there are three evils. Second chapter 12. And whatever you say with your mouth, I want to show you the implication at the second heaven. The first heaven is the atmospheric heaven that you see above you. The third heaven is where God dwells. But between the first and the third, there is the second heaven. That was what happened in the vision of Daniel when the angel was coming down. The priest of Pasha we studied for 21 days. This is real warfare I want to talk about on Sunday. And how your words will have impact in what is going on. You can be in a church that has an, what they call. Yeah, people have argued, is there anything open heaven? But for lack of words, let's just use that terminology, open heaven. You can be in a church that there's open heaven over the church and the heaven over you is not open. There is micro and macro heaven. It is true that you can be and you can be in a place where there is sealed heaven but the heaven over you is open. Yeah. 
This is why don't just be a member of a church. Be part and parcel of a church where the Spirit of God is moving. Those are the things we are going to talk about on Sunday. So whatever warfare is going on there, I want to show you how it's connected to what you think and what you say. And that is real warfare. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the teaching. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Towing Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.